and welcome to the Trust the Wizards Outside Broadcast. We're in Manchester, the 25th of September, and we're coming to see top wizard artist Nick Cave and the Bad Sea. Oh yeah. Now in terms of Nick Cave and the status of an artist within this podcast, is it, I mean he is the preeminent artist? Oh yeah, yeah, he's like, yes. Yeah, all three wizards are in total agreement that he's a, he's a wonder. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe, I mean, there's, I suppose there's a few we should say we're all equally obsessed by. Yes. But yeah. I'm not sure there's anyone bigger than Nick Cave. Bearing in mind that uh, Kickerbell's fell off, fell off the Elvis Costello. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, he's the one who won't to compete. Yeah, the, the drinks are right, which is yeah. very, very good news. We're, yeah. here, we're here in the West Side CNR bar and restaurante. Is that a corner, I think? West Side Corner, the CNR thing. I reckon that's West Side Corner. I suppose that is the case, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. Probably, uh, we've not noticed, but we're probably on West Street. I don't know. Corner. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Very possibly. Yeah. Um, yes, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I mean, I mean and, you know, it's, it's a big artist, isn't it? He's at the Manchester Arena. And it's the first time, which which is the first time he's played venues of that size, to, to the best of my knowledge. Certainly. Really? Yeah, he's, he's not done an arena tour before, to the, to the best of my knowledge. Um, and, and it's the first time you've seen him. Yeah. Uh, I've seen him quite a few times. Uh, it's, your, it's my fault that you haven't seen him before. This is Isn't that right? True. I mean, I don't, I don't know if our listener remembers, uh, but um, we were absolutely excited about going to see Nick Cave at the Apollo, I think. Yes, a couple of years ago, years ago. On the uh, Push the Sky Away tour. And so we, we did the sensible job of delegating getting the tickets to a trusted member of the team. Um, that was me. And, and take over what happened next. I forgot. Indeed, you completely yeah. forgot. Yeah, it, yeah, I just forgot to do it, yeah. and they sold out. Yeah, and and yeah. so we was, you know, so I was starved of that first experience. Yeah, um, uh, the, the, the other two were starved just generally. That's true. Yeah, yeah, but you could just, uh, you know, what? Okay. Well, t- tonight is well, you know, the the this album that he's doing now is is better than Push the Sky Away. So I'm do- I did you a favour in oh, many ways. See, yeah. See, well, thank- <laughs> Yeah. That. Yeah, I've never seen it in that way before. Yeah. Perhaps I didn't know the next one was going to be any good. <laughs> so anyway, should we talk about the strategy? Yes. Well, so you've you've gone. Well, I immediately thought I thought well, you, you know, I'm I like Nick Cave, but I'm not I've not got an encyclopedic knowledge knowledge for his work. Uh-huh. So I thought what I really should do is find out what I think he's going to play, listen to it all a lot. Yep. And so when I get, I can fully appreciate those actual songs he's playing because there's nothing worse is there so you've been revising very specifically knowing what the test coming up is yes I kind do of thing. I, yeah. I, I, th- yeah. I think I've got 85 90 to the set because I've noticed that it doesn't it doesn't alter very much right he was in Bournemouth last night right can I just check at this point you're not going to start telling me what's in the set list because I have studiously avoided yes, seeing no, the set no. list for quite a few months yeah. so and don't spoil it like no. half an hour before we go to the gig and you know what you heard the, the phrase plot spoiling yes uh, when yeah. someone tells the end of the film yeah. Now, I could be particularly mean at this time. Ah, la, 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 la. Exactly <laughs> I'm covering my ears. I'll, I'll try not to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it might come I'm, ge- I don't know, I'm guessing there'll be a lot of Skeleton Tree, and a lot of the more recent albums will be played. But uh, no, I don't want you. I, I don't want. I don't I want you to be poker face. I don't want any expression. Don't, yeah. don't don't reply to that. I'm giving nothing away. So um, part nothing of the reason away. why I did it is because a couple of gigs I've been to recently, I've kind of been a bit spoiled. Uh, Radiohead notably because I watched them at Glastonbury and then a couple of weeks later saw them in Manchester and it was fairly similar set list so there were to quote Radiohead no surprises oh, very uh, good, yeah. so uh, yeah I want surprises you know you I like surprises prize. yeah 
Yeah, that's interesting though. Yep. I mean, uh, so, so didn't it, did it enhance your experience? Because you said you were spoiled, so you had the heads up. You had well, the you know. It was a very similar setlist to what they played at Glastonbury, and uh, you know I would I might have enjoyed it more if I hadn't known what they were going to play. That's what you said. Yeah, but I mean I, I, I'm pretty confident again on this one that I have got it nailed right. because I've got his album live at KWR something. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's sent to live the crowd. at KRCW or something. Yeah, yeah. He's sent to the crowd. You know, shout out requests. Yes. He, he was waiting. He said, "Can you he said, show you, Yeah, on this just list? keep going until you. Yeah, he's, you need to shout one of the ones that's on this very short list. Yeah, yeah. But on that album, he does. Uh, he does say to the band, "I don't know how staged it was." He, he says, "Can you remember to play Jack the Ripper?" And they finish with Jack the Ripper, which doesn't appear to be on the set list for that. This is true. Yeah, that's probably the contrived. Yeah, very possibly. Yeah. So anyway, I've, I've made a list. Rebel, I've made a list of the spreadsheet, spreadsheet no less, with the help of a fantastic website uh, which is called Nick Cave's Collector's Hell, also using another unofficial site called nick-cave.com. Um, I've gone back and it's taken me quite a lot of work because what I thought I'd do, I'd, I'd find the dates of all the gigs I've seen Nick Cave at before. And, uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to look at the answers. Yeah, I so, am interested in where they were, these gigs. Oh, right, okay, well, pretty much all in London, right. uh, apart from a couple of festivals. Uh, Reading Festival, first time I saw him was 1990, Reading Festival. Uh, and I saw him again at Reading Festival 92. I saw him at Glastonbury in, in 94 and Glastonbury in 98. Although, I have no recollection whatsoever of seeing him at Glastonbury 98, but I spoke to three of the people I went to Glastonbury 98 with over the last week or so to confirm if this if this was true. And one of those three people is absolutely adamant we definitely saw Nick Cave at Glastonbury in 98. The other two can't remember. When we're not on air, I'm, I'll, I'll give you an explanation of why that might be that the, the other three of us can't remember at all. I find, it, I find it impossible to believe that we were at Glastonbury 98, which we were, and we didn't go and see Nick Cave. Because yeah. we're all huge Nick Cave fans, yeah, but yeah, yeah the, um, yeah. various venues, Brixton Academy quite a few times, Shepherd's Empire, uh, Hammersmith Apollo. Last time I saw him then was 2003 at Hammersmith Apollo, Nocturama tour, and the first time was the Good Son tour. We, that was the new album in Reading Festival. Yeah, it has. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, um, well, we missed out last time, like we said, and uh, also he's been doing grinder, and he hasn't been as prolific touring. I mean, I'm seeing him sort of average, you know once a year pretty much in this list here and I've got a ch so on this website it tells you what you've played on all the dates so I'd like you to guess there are nine songs nine songs that he's played on more than half of the times I've seen him right, okay. including one that he's played every time and yeah. two that he's played every time except one Right, and, and so, these are all Nick Kevin about the same songs they're not uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Songs. they're not cover no, versions no no uh, no none of them are cover versions so no. there's nine Nine I'm songs. Sure I can, if you can, I'm under pressure. I'm not sure I can recall my UK songs, but right. I love a girl. Right. Uh, what song do you think he's played at every single gig I've seen him? See, I'd say the Mercy Seat, but yes, it yes, oh. yeah, spot on, yeah. Oh. And I'll be disappointed if he doesn't play that tonight. Yeah. Well, I but can't say whether. No, you don't say that. Yeah. Go on then. Just keep going. Some like it, red right hand. Red right hand has been played at every gig I've seen him at, apart from the ones before he'd written it. Yes, this you know what I mean. Yeah, I yeah. So, so before well, ninety four, I think so he must have got ninety four. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Staggerly. Uh, nope, not 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 that many times. No, no. no. Um, do you love me? Yep, that's been played almost all the time. Yep, he didn't play it on the Boatman's Call tour. Probably didn't fit in with the other no, hall in this sort of uh, sedate environment there. Yes, yeah, so um, difficult, isn't it? Because it, so it, it has to be from the, the early albums. Yes. Uh, from, from her yeah. to eternity. Yes. 
Yep, that's been played seven of the 11 times. You're doing very well. I'm doing very yep. well, yeah. I'm, yep. I'm going to tail off badly now. Yeah, a song we just mentioned, actually. Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you gave me that one. I was yep. going to steal. Uh, two other songs that he's played almost every time. Jangling Jack. Yeah. Should we, should we say, well, yeah. the food arrived. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, you've, anyway, before you've, you've got... Um, there's four songs that you haven't got. Two of them I don't think you will get. Good. And two that you you probably should get because they've yeah. been played almost every time I've seen it. They've played it ten times out of the eleven times I've seen it. And I'll give you a clue, they're both on the same album. Yeah, which and one? The, the, the first word and the last word of the title is the same of both songs. They're both he, he, both those songs have got three words and the first and the last word is the same. The and song. Yes. The weeping song and yes. the ship song. Yes. Oh, <laughs> nice work. The other two were um, "Brother, My Cup Is Empty" and "Papa Won't Leave You, Henry," which are both songs that were getting a lot of play in the nineties, but, right, but not not much since. Yes, yeah. I would have struggled yeah. with that. Yeah. No doubt about that. Yeah. God, I'm pleased about that. Yeah, you did Seven well. Nine. You did well. Yeah. Good yeah. God. Uh, what else is, 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 is has been revealed by your spreadsheet antics? Then? Well, he's played a lot of songs. Oh, well, Sixty-seven okay. songs over eleven gigs. Uh, including a hell of a lot that he's only played once. Yeah, what's the most uh, obscure ones then? Oh, well, some, some, there's some I can't even tell you what they are. Like a cover versions <laughs> of, of some songs. I, I don't even know what they are. The Willow Garden. I yeah. don't remember him playing that. Uh, yeah, there's quite a lot that he's just played once on the tour that it, when it came out. Yeah. You know, especially around sort of Nocturama kind of time. And quite a lot of the No More Shall We Part ones. He hasn't played very much since. But that's a shame because I'd love to hear him play some of those songs from... Those, uh, especially no more shall we part uh, I don't think we're going to hear much of that tonight no, no. well there's probably time to play a song no one no, 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 no mention it um, no, I do like the more gimmicky ones I mean about right. Thirsty Dog oh yes yeah I'd love to hear Thirsty Dog yeah yeah well that, that was a, quite a new song when I first started seeing him so uh, yeah and uh, Jangling Jack off the same album Indeed, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Thirsty Dog's like a Pogue song it's a Shane McGowan song is I it? think. Yeah, well no it's not, but it sounds like it. You know, the lyrics true? lyrically it sounds like a like he's been listening to the Pogues. Well, uh, he was certainly hanging around with them back in those days because yeah, yeah. Shane McGowan came on and sung well, sung is loosely loosely <laughs> described. Came on and kind of made some noises over, over Deanna in one of the gigs I went to. Oh, right. He stumbled on stage uh, and and did, joined in with a bit of Deanna at one of the gigs, not sure where. He doesn't put yeah. a lot of pressure on himself to No. And that, and that is a performance of Shane McGowan. Yeah. That is a performance. Yeah. Okay, well, well, so, did, did, we, did we conclude? Um, well, 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 I'm going to say, fuck you, Yeah.
jangling just as cap. I'm sorry that I ever wrote that book. I'm sorry for the way I look, but there ain't a lot that I can do about that. Oh, no. simply cannot be forgiven I was not equipped to know how to care on the occasions I came up for air I saw my life and wondered what the hell have I been living I'm sitting feeling sorry in the thirsty dog Well, yeah. Well, and the Skeleton Tree album. If we we talked about that at length. Uh, if you if you want to have a listen to it, I, I, we we kind of did a review of the film and the album on Trust the Wizards podcast number sixty six, I think it was. And uh, we, we, me and you both included songs from the album on our Best of the Year podcast as well. So uh, we have talked about that album quite a bit already. So, but I, I'm anticipating that he's going to play a lot of that and. One song that we've not talked about much before, I don't think, on the podcast, and I, and I think if he plays it, I might just lose it, uh, good, good. is uh, the second last tra- track, Distant Sky, the one with the opera singer on it. My, my if he plays that, I think I just might just be crumbling to pieces in my seat. Because that, that, uh, that's my observation, that song is wounded. It sounds vulnerable. Yes. I mean, it sounds, you know, a reedy voice that, you know, Feels like it oh yeah, yeah, his, yeah. His voice is is fading in bit, bits of it, and there's that bit in it that says uh, they told us our dreams would outlive us, they told us our gods would outlive us, 
And you kind of think, or at least I thought when I saw the film, I think he's going to say, they told us our children would outlive us, they were wrong. Which he doesn't actually sing, but it's kind of, I always feel it's kind of implied. And that song, it feels more directly linked to what's happened to him than many of the others. And, and uh, I don't know if it is. But I fell into the trap that I guess a lot of people fell into. They heard the album and just thought, oh my God, that's all about the death of your child. Well, and, and, but, but it was all written before that. Well, it's not all written, but, but all the songs were written and he changed some of the lyrics, but not many. By, yeah. by all accounts, so uh, yeah. But people, as we as we did discuss before, on, on people read into it stuff that wasn't really there. But as we said before, when I was reviewing the film, I mean, you can do that with all of his stuff. He's been writing yeah. about death, water, yeah. fathers and sons yeah. for his entire career, pretty much. Yeah. So uh, you could listen back to some of the stuff from, you know, long time ago. Even his first novel, the 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 main protagonist is a, is a surviving twin so you know it's all over his work so no more yeah. shall we part yeah yeah and obviously yeah so that's what I'm anticipating there's a lot of those songs this evening <clears throat> I'm hoping he plays uh, a, a, quite a lot it was strangely enough seeing this this spreadsheet I made some of the songs that he's played the most you'd think well you know I've heard him play that ten times before I don't, I don't really need to hear him play that again. No, absolutely not. I oh, want God, him to play yeah. those again. Yeah. But also, I think he, he, uh, he reimagines them. And I've certainly heard at least yeah. three versions of the Mercy scene. Yes. Or if, yeah. you, if you take Johnny Cash's version. Yes, indeed. Uh, and, yeah. and all brilliant in their own way. Yeah. It's, an, it's an indestructible song. Yeah. But if he plays it, I'm not saying well, although I do know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sure it'll be different again. Yeah. And what I'm anticipating, really, because it is Monday night. Yeah. You know, so we've got a long way to go in the week. It's not yeah. Friday. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm anticipating, you know, a lot of his material is the slower, very sparse, very emotional uh, yeah. stuff. That, that works for me on a Monday night. Mm. I, yeah. I would like, uh, you know, not relaxing as such. Yeah. But certainly uh, something that's not uh, going to get my heartbeat racing too fast. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm mean, looking forward to seeing Warren Ellis doing his crazy ass thing. You know, one of the first uh, times I saw him, if not the first, he was supporting his, his band, The Dirty Free, was supporting um, uh, Nick Kevin the Bad Seeds at, and it was before he was a Bad Seed himself, and that was at Shepherd's Bush Empire, and and he was just this on stage presence, this whirling crazy man. Uh, and now he's sometimes still the whirling crazy man with the violin, but also this whirling, this sitting down crouched crazy man, uh, crouched over some knobs and switches and making weird noises very much as he does on the opening track of the album and Anthracene and that kind of stuff. So, uh, Anthracene, yeah. I mean, And Push the Sky Away, yes, Push the Sky Away, yeah. the, the title track of that album. Yeah. It's got some nice electronic yeah. weird stuff going on. Well, yeah. I noticed because I've heard stuff about Nick Cave being the, the, pretty much the wild man of rock back in the day, mm -hmm. and uh, so I did actually delve back to look at some birthday party. Yep. It's birthday party, isn't it? Birthday yep. party stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it was almost shocking. I mean, that went because I saw some interviews with them, and they said what happened was, you know, they were in Australia, and they wanted to get the epicenter of because they were yep. just a punk band. Yep. Uh, and they were, of course, that's London, isn't it? Yep. But this was like 1982. Yep. And when they got to London, of course, there was no epicenter of punk there at all. Yeah. No one was even doing punk. And, they, really and they hated all the bands that were there in 1982, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then you yep. look at Nick Cave in that time, but he's like a six stone drug adult imp. Her yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And there's some very, very funny. He sort of stands towards the back of the stage with like the birthday party 
bunch of thugs, really. Yeah. Looking at the front. Yeah. Now he did this thing with his knees. His knees must be like about about two inches wide. <laughs> and um, he wiggles them side to side. And he goes, "This is a very strange looking kid." Yes. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I would love to have seen him there. Well, yeah. And he's a, he's a presence. You know, he's a, he's he's a proper front man. He's, yeah. You know, he he owns the stage. He's, he's, you know, and. Yeah, he, he, he gives it everything live, which is yeah. what part of why I keep going back, really. Yeah. Um, but he changes, what I've noticed, because I saw it at the Abattoir Blues stage. Uh-huh. Um, his stage show there was really cool. He was like yeah. a, like a, a lounge singer, you know. He had, right. uh, had yeah. gold chains on, and he was, he was preferred, yeah. uh, with a small moustache, right. and he had a little yeah. patter. Yeah, and I thought this is this is something that right. I've not I've like, not seen that kind of time, but but you know I liked him in his in his full, you know certainly in the nineties with his he would patrol the stage and he'd be a rather this I did refer to this before on one of our podcasts as well. He seemed like a it's an inhuman, you know indestructible kind of presence on stage, superhuman in some ways, which is why seeing in that, in that film talking about such personal grief stuff I found yeah. quite even more affecting because he was a he just you know doesn't seem like a normal guy it's that rock yeah. star isn't it they have yeah. that quality that lifts yeah. the buzzer, you know and then the fact that they get on stage you know, with such energy and guile and charisma you know they have the freedom to just, just express themselves like that yeah they're, 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 they're superhuman aren't they yeah but, but tonight I think it's going to be interesting because you know the last album is it's, it's not the most slow and personal and reflective but it is very slow, personally reflective. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so you know, that's what he's going to bring, the, bring to the table tonight. So yeah. It's, it, it's going to be interesting to see what, he, what it all looks and feels like. Well, got quite excited then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shall, we, shall we go and find out? Let's go and find out. Shall we play a tune to get the listener tagged in? Distant Sky? Of course, Distant Sky. Here's Distant Sky. Let's go now My one true love Call the gas man Cut the power out And we can set out We can set out for the distant sky
told us our gods would outlivers They told us our dreams would outlivers They told us our gods would outlivers But they Well, we've just seen Nick Cave at uh, in, in Manchester. Yeah, uh, and I can safely say that was quite an experience. It certainly was quite an experience. It certainly was uh, a big, uh, big venue, but he managed to big venue play with a big heart. But yeah, absolutely. Say. Yeah, yeah, in a sense of uh, like a real community compared to what I've seen before, where he's a bit distanced from the audience. Yeah, and. Uh, not, not, no. Now it feels like he's kind of... He's reaching out. He, in all the times I've seen him before, I don't think he's... He doesn't normally thank you, thank the audience very much. Yeah. And he must have thanked him a dozen times tonight. Yeah, well, you know yeah. what? You, you said to me, yeah. when we were stood outside, yeah. waiting for about 45 minutes, that's, uh-huh. that's exaggerating, but never yeah. mind, waiting for a long time yeah. to get in because of the increased security, like the airport-style security. That's right. And yeah. I said the terrorists have won. 
Yes. You said, yeah. that's pathetic. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> no, yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah. You won't remember yeah. this at the end of the gig. Yeah. And uh, frankly, I'm, I'm glad we waited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, the, the, you can't blame the staff for that. You know, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, well, I will blame the staff as well. We're on the subject. Is some of them were talking during a very quiet bit of Into My Arms. That's a bit oh, out of order. No, that is out of order. Yeah, that's, that's out of order. Over. You know, I don't mind increased security checks. Obviously, it's, it's vital. But uh, anyway, so... We said before he's going to play lots of the Skeleton Tree. He yeah. played seven out of the eight songs of the Skeleton Tree, including three right off the bat, yeah. right at the start of the gig. Anthracene. Well, uh, as I and I said, in some ways, Anthracene was the one I was looking forward to most. Right. But then actually was sort of more disappointed by it because it, it leaves out the, the it's stripped down. It's down to down to the the vocals and one or two instruments. Yeah. So a lot of the very interesting weird... electronica. <laughs> yeah. Click click percussion bit. I've been taken out, which, which is my favourite bit in the in the yeah, song. Was it, wasn't it on the live version? But so. even, even more yeah. frustrating than that, um, we weren't at the front. We were sort of not, not at the back, but you yeah. know, not that close. Yeah. So you couldn't really see them very well on the stage. Yeah. Uh, and there was no screens on at this point. Uh, so I, I I said to you, these screens better fucking work. Yeah. And of course yeah. they didn't all the way yeah. through that song. So I was I was I was even more tense. Yeah. Thinking I'm not really enjoying this much as I thought it would would be, and I can't see anything. Right. But then, in the next song, uh, uh, Jesus Alone, the screen's kicked into action. Oh, yes. But only sort of showing Nick's face and only on the lines with my voice, I'm calling you, which was... Yeah, very, very dramatic. Yeah. So, so then, from being in very, very dark environment, you got this, this like, huge face looking over us, saying, with my voice, I am calling you. Yeah. And, yeah. and that took it to another level. Yeah. And it feels like I don't really know what that song's about, but the, the, with those weird images of the, yeah. the African doctor harvesting how, tears. How and, do we uh, harvest tear ducts? How I does anyone know. harvest tear ducts? I don't think anyone does that <laughs> anywhere. But um, and the you know all the different people he points. But it seems to me it's just like a song of like right, you over there, you over there, you over there, you over there. I'm calling to you. Yeah. To be whatever to be to you know to to be part of my community very, or whatever it is that he's saying. That yeah. he's got going. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was. Awesome, and the next song, Magneto, which is uh, the one where he sings, uh, "You live, you love, you love, oh. you love," and one more time with feeling, which was very quiet, very quiet yeah. on the album, and was very quiet, and absolutely the whole arena was just, you could hear a pin drop, and it was fantastic. As you yeah. said, this this isn't a crowd that have, have reached Nick Cave in a flippant manner. No, these are people who who you know consider him an artist respect him and really really want to hear yeah i think they, he did it in all those first three songs uh that is quite quiet on the verse yeah. his voice is so strong that when he really wanted to to accentuate and, and, and grab the crowd yeah uh, he was able to do that and so one more time with feeling yeah oh yeah. me and if you if you if you um if you go along to see off the top of my head crowded house you are going to get a fair number of people there who just are there because they know whether with you yeah. and and they're going to talk during the gig, yeah, the songs they don't know, and uh, those people shouldn't be allowed out of the house. No, but there wasn't, no. uh, you know, the people were respectful and weren't talking and were, you know, mm. yeah. So talking more about the uh, the skeleton tree. Oh yes, because uh, yep. you know, uh, one or two people have not been that enthusiastic, and certainly it's not a particularly accessible record. No, uh, no. but I think live. It really justified itself. Yeah, I think those first three songs fantastic. I think you mentioned that the next two he did, the next section wasn't as strong because the there was more instrumental in them uh well no it's just uh, i need the song i need you is, is one of my favorites on the album and i didn't feel that came across as well 
live as it does on the record. But that mm. was, I think that was just because you couldn't really hear the vocals on that particular one yeah. song. So I don't think that was anything yeah. wrong with the band's performance. It just you couldn't no. the vocals didn't really come across. As as uh, we know. I knew the set list. Yes. And yes. I kept referring back to saying, oh, what, what's next? I thought, so, oh, yes. Yes, listener, not only did he know the set list before, but you kept looking at the set list during the gig to see what was coming next. <laughs> well, I'd forgotten. How, how did that affect your enjoyment of the gig? It was brilliant. Right. Brilliant, because I was, I was enjoying everything I was seeing, but then I think, oh, isn't Mercy Seat on next? Mercy Seat's on next, yes. Right. I would like to thank you for not doing any spoilers <laughs> during the gig, although you, now and again you did say... Oh yeah. oh yeah, here we go, <laughs> just it for was... a song, which got me excited, I mean, yeah, okay, there's a it, big it, one coming. It was yeah. all I could do, because you said, if he does Distant Sky, I'm going to lose it, Yeah. and it was all I could do not to nudge and go, hey, 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 he's coming up next. Well, <laughs> li- on, the, on that on Distant Sky, which was, I mean, the, there was the three uh, Skeleton Tree songs near the beginning, and then yeah. most of the other Skeleton Tree songs were near the end, before in, the... In, in two purrs, yeah. two purrs. Uh, and uh, Girl and Amber, which was... Again, brilliant, and the visuals for that, which was a picture of, I presume, Susie, his wife, on a beach at Brighton, uh, and somebody in the distance throwing stones into the beach, that's reminding you of, and making me think, an angle of that song I've not really thought of, which is The Girl in Amber, is Susie, Mm -hmm. Uh, which, uh, listening to the lyrics as he was singing that tonight, made me think of that in a different different way from what I've... Susie's his wife, yeah? Yes, Susie's his wife, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But then, um, but then on Distant Sky, um, I did wonder how they managed to get the effect because on the huge screen behind them, the one who actually sings the song yeah. was singing the song. Yeah. Like she was still on top of them. Yeah. Uh, obviously like singing there. in time. Yeah. That's well, there's this thing, little, little musician's trick called a click track. Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah, is that I, I reckon is? that's probably what they, what, what they do. Yeah. I just thought it was magic. Or else, or else they're just bloody good, which is, an, oh, is also very yeah. possible. Uh, but the, yeah, Distant Sky. I've I, when they started playing Distant Sky, I thought, oh, you know, I thought I was going to lose it in this song, and now I'm all right. Uh, and then, then this, then the lady on the video screen came in, and then I started to, it, started yeah. to feel a bit, uh, got a bit dusty in there. Yeah. Uh, but well, yeah, and, then, and the... also at the end of that, one of the instrumental highlights of the evening was uh, Warren Ellis's violin solo, mm. very mournful. Violin solo, and I, the only complaint I have about that is I really wanted that to you know, just, mm. just let's just listen to him play for a couple yeah. of minutes, and then it, it was it wasn't as long as I as it yeah. could have been. They could have so, dragged that out a so bit more. That's the skeleton tree. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What are the particular highlights? Would you would you say say worth worth noting? Well, uh, of the songs we talked about before, the ones that I've heard him play a lot of times. Uh, of course, what yeah. can you say about um, from her to eternity was <laughs> proper? You know, what I was saying before about. Sometimes they sound like they're falling over themselves. They sound, it sounds utterly chaotic. Yeah. And it's, they sound like they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And you think, how are they holding this together? Because nobody seems to be playing a, a, a you know, a tappable rhythm. Yes. Uh, and that, it's not disco, and it's just it? And sometimes it's just loud noise. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, that, yeah. you know, from Her to Eternity, I don't know if it was, was in, in that song, but Warren with on the violin and the guitarist yeah. um, were just... They were, it wasn't strumming it was just mad manic he as was, fast as you can make the biggest yeah. noise you possibly can and he was can. waving it around in the yeah. air to make it feed back as well yes that's yeah, right that yeah. Was, yeah that was fantastic red right hand wow. I mean yeah. I'd, again I forgot those bits where it goes do 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 yeah. do do and I love those bits but just after that bit it goes and that bell wow fucking hell yeah well, and also, oh. I, I was I was I was paying attention to to the screens, 
Yes. And um, you'd get him saying, on his red right hand, and he flies hand there, and then you just get the image of the bell, the bell man going, ding! Yes, yeah. And every time he hit that bell, it seemed to resonate around the arena for about 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. You could still hear it. Uh, yeah, that was amazing. Mercy seat, obviously, more of the same. Yeah. Uh, um, you mentioned the Johnny Cash version of that, and I, mm. the arrangement was, I thought, they'd taken a bit from the Johnny Cash version. Because yes. it started with an acoustic guitar, guitar sound yeah. very much like, and also at various points in the song, he was more like he was saying the words rather yeah. than singing them. Yeah. Uh, which is Johnny, they didn't change the lyrics to say that he was almost innocent. No, uh, almost entirely innocent. No, he was one. guilty. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then some one, of the one, more... one thing that a bit of a long line away because there's two songs that Nick Cave does that make me cry regularly. One's Mercy Seat. Yeah. And the other ones is uh, Into Your Arms. Yeah. Uh, and into so, My Arms. Into My Arms. Yeah. And I knew that was coming up, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, right, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I get the tear ducts warmed yeah. up here. Um, but it didn't make me cry as much as I thought it would. Right. Uh, and I think, in a way, because it was it was too full. You know, it's, that's a very stripped back song. It's just yeah. piano and vocals. Yeah. And there was a bit more going on there. So I thought, well, well, that's not quite yeah. as intimate. Well, they, 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 it was fairly stripped down because there was the drummer and the bass player and Nick, I think, uh, on the stage for that, I, the, pre, the preceding song, the ship song, uh, yeah. in both those songs, the ship song and Into My Arms, he'd adapted the melody a bit. He sang a yeah. different vocal melody from what is normal, from what's on the recorded version. And I thought that in in the ship song, I'm not sure I liked it as much mm-hmm. as the normal melody. And it, but Into My Arms, I really liked it. Um, mm. And and again, apart from the stewards talking in that bit, again it was very hushed. I thought that it's never been my one of my favourite songs. Boatman's Call's not really one of my favourite albums, mm-hmm. but. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, we've missed out a couple of others as well that were amazing. Uh, Jubilee Street, which I know is a big well, favourite of yours. Well, yeah. Jubilee Street, I mean, I've never really noticed that in Jubilee Street, well, in tonight, mm-hmm. we kept going to say about, about transforming. I'm transforming, I'm vibrating. Transform- yeah. Look at me now. Yeah, yeah. And but I never really noticed. Exa- I mean, sure, on the record it doesn't do that, where it just no. goes into a wild rock and roll. No, but it's it, full it, on. Yeah, I think it's in that film 20,000 Days on Earth. They do a live version of oh, that, right. and it's like that, and it's, yeah, yeah. wow, yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, that bit that, at the end where it, it really exploded. Yeah, and Higgs boson blues, uh, which is you know just a bizarre <laughs> stream of consciousness. Yeah, yeah. This is 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 in, in, insane incantic preacher uh, who rambles across all manner of topics, making no sense whatsoever, but seemingly to say some great sentences about things that you'd never connect. Hannah Montana visits the African savannah. There's a verse about yeah. Robert Johnson and meeting the devil, and well, Miley yeah. Cyrus gets a look in. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know any of the any of his songs that have got the devil in it. Well, know. that's what that's what you reckon, isn't it? You know, you, the you absolute gotta, winner. Like if he that. throws the devil in, yeah. you know he's really he's touching base. Well, also in, uh, another one we he played. Uh, we'll come on to the encores because we pretty much talked about all the songs yeah, yeah. In, in one way or another. Uh, um, in, in Tupelo, played mm. Tupelo early on in the set, and he got a kid out of the crowd. Yeah. A kid wearing a black t shirt with white bad seed on it. Which I've no bought because I was you, so impressed yeah, with the child. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the kid, he, he wasn't some fly by night, I only know, no. the, I only know, you know, the first uh, the line about the interventionist God. He probably <laughs> knows, he knew, all, he knew all the words to Tupelo as well. So he's a hardcore fan, a that hardcore kid. Fan, and he, so, he couldn't be more than 11. So well done to his parents. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well yeah. done to his parents. He was back on stage with quite a lot of other people. Well, yes. Yeah, so singing I mean, all the stuff about I'm a bad motherfucker and. <laughs> Suck my dick as if you don't, you're going to die. I think, you've got, to, I think you've got to put that in context. 
Well, that was yeah, a bad yeah. seed. Yeah, He's a bad, bad seed. seed. Yeah. But before you that, so the the, the, the the encore was pretty incredible. One, one yes. thing we should say as well, yes. the, the one thing that made it look even better than it than it looked, because he, he's got some style there. He's got mm-hmm. to say. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got a look. Uh, and uh, But it's quite far away, you know, it's big curtains of the stage. I mean, but there's three big screens uh, just ma- mainly focusing on him, yep. uh, but in, in black and white. Yes. Uh, and it, what a great aesthetic that is. Yeah. Really, yeah, because really the good. lights were actually interesting and colourful and you know different colours coming up and that, that green for Skeleton Tree was, was mm. brilliant reminded me of right the album cover red flush, yeah, yeah yeah and the, sort of, they looked like a sort of velvet curtain appeared behind him on the backdrop for right. um, Into My Arms like a sort of lounge singer yeah. so good good lots of you know a lot of thought gone into that but but the screens were just pure black and white and they were great at any point if you took a picture of the screen it would just look awesome because yeah. it's Nick and Cave I, and it's in black and white and I yeah. took loads and I, I, I better damn well tweet them yeah yeah. Uh, but not on the encore, so it was the Weeping Song first. Weeping Song, and which is, a, 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 you know, a great song. I mixed old Blixer Bargeld used to sing the, uh, the, the the father bits on that, or the son bits, I can't remember. Oh, well. So I missed him, because uh, Nick had to sing the whole song himself. This is true. I, I did wonder if they played that, you know, who was going to sing the other part, because it's a duet normally. Yes. Uh, I thought maybe Wasn't Warren's going to sing tonight. it. No, Nick, Nick sang it all. And, it was great. and he went off into the crowd, he went, like, excursion off what? to the side... It was remarkable yeah. that, yeah, uh, because you know I, I've I've seen a few artists uh, maraud yeah. into the crowd, but not generally up the stadium sort of side and climbing no. over over no, chairs. They normally go up the side of the arena. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're normally ba- safe there. Yeah. yeah, and then balancing on two chairs. Yeah, uh, and orchestrating a clapping session. Yeah, uh, awesome. Or- yeah. Orchestrating it and then stopping it. Yeah, and then starting it again and stopping yeah. it again. Yeah, he was having fun. <laughs> he, was he was having fun <laughs> doing that. Yeah, um, but then I think. Perhaps the highlight for me was Staggered Lee, which you mentioned before. Yeah. Um, where he encouraged uh, 70, 80 people yeah. to get on the stage. Our, our, our yeah. little lad was right next to him all the way through all this. Yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, little, our, our little bad seed friend. Yeah, yeah. a little bad seed friend. And then and, and many more bad seeded women. Yeah. Uh, but then to, to get people around him like that and sing Staggered Lee, yeah. which is obscene and violent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> obscene and violent. And, even you say, well, and also very, very funny. Yeah, well, yeah, you say, yeah, is it, yeah. you know, but, but is it a comedy song? I think it is. Yeah, I think it can't right. be taken seriously, surely. Yeah, but, but it's, but it's, it's it, there's some violence in that. Yeah, <laughs> there's some violence yeah. there, and it's you know he's looking that with a woman in the face. Yes, <laughs> two fucking bullets in his motherfucking head, <laughs> screaming at you, thinking, yeah. "Wow, cool." <laughs> yeah, I'd like to be that woman. <laughs> yeah. She's not going to forget that. She's, she's not going to forget that. She's no. not going to go in years to come and say, did I see Nick Cave? I, I can't remember. Oh, no, no, he, oh, no, he was the guy screaming about crawling over 50 good pussies to get the one fat boy's arsehole right in my face. Oh, that guy. Okay, yeah, I remember now. So, yeah. that was quite a memorable uh, passage. It was, yeah. And yeah. it was beautifully done because he came on just bass, bass guitar mm. uh, and then a bit of a click drum. And then slowly he emerges into the song. Yeah. Because you know what's coming. Yeah. And a few <laughs> so. times it seemed like, oh, the song's finished. Yeah. And then the bass line started up again. Yeah. Because uh, you couldn't see the band because there were so many people on the stage. That's right. So, That's right. Uh, you, could, you couldn't see whether they were still yeah. on the stage or not. But fair play uh, to everyone. They were all, they were all getting down. I noticed, I noticed everybody that. was dancing. If, if there are Nick Cave songs you can dance to, it's because of that bass line. That's, that's a bit of a groovy one, isn't it? Yeah. He's not yeah. known for, his, yeah. for, you know, for bringing the funk. No. Uh, but then again, yeah. he's he's got quite he's quite a mover. Oh, he can dance, yeah, yeah. yeah but it, he's got, yeah. You wouldn't put you wouldn't put it on if you were DJ. You wouldn't put Nick Cave tunes on. No, no. no. But then, well, we we must move on to the the finale. Yeah. Um, 
because... So the people stayed on the stage? Yeah. And they all sat down. I mean, he must have said... I reckon he said to them, you can stay up here for one more song, but you, if you, you've got to sit down. Yeah. Because otherwise, how did they all sit down so quickly? Well, he just seemed, uh, he just seemed to turn around and say, everybody. Yeah, yeah they're, 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 they're drunk people and excited people at a gig. Well, my point they're not going to do what you'd say the first time round. <laughs> my point yeah. was that it was Monday night, so oh, yes. I don't think people yeah. were that drunk. Yeah, yeah. So they Good were point. they were really yeah. quite cognizant of what yeah. was going on. So we got into and and then to do the motions to push the sky away. Yeah, you've just got to keep pushing, push yeah. the sky away. Um, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and and a great closer. Yeah, yeah, and um, he said about. Um, you know, he was, he was looking into the, he's like looking at the people, but not in a kind of threatening way, like he was in no, Stagger Lee, but no. uh, but you know, just kind of singing the words to them as if he was offering them yeah. advice. So the, uh, the question is, yeah. So yeah, obviously, in the context of, of where he's come from over the last year, um, do, you, do you think that 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 concert and that experience was cathartic for him? Well, yeah, I've, I've, it's not really for us to say, is it? But I I think there's a few things. Number one, getting out there and seeing how appreciated you are and how yeah. many how, how much affection people have for you. Yeah. Uh, that can't be bad for you, can it? I mean, well, no. you know, it can be bad in terms of making you egotistic and all that kind of stuff yeah, and yeah. the perils of being of, of of success and fame. But in that way, you know, in terms of like people feeling like people have got your back. Yeah. There's a bit in the in the in the doc, in the documentary about the making of film where he says he's in a bakery, just standing in the bakery, and some guy he's never seen before comes up. Uh, and sort of just puts his hand on his shoulder and says, "We're all with you, man." Mm, and yeah. he says, "It's like how much that kind of affects him when that kind of thing happens, mm, uh, mm. and makes it and helps does help him." Yeah. You know? uh, and it's got to be an experience like that. It's got to be amplified a thousand times. Oh yeah, there's so yeah. there's so much uh, affection and warmth in the room, wasn't there? And all the screaming, all the like real oh, yeah. loud screaming into a microphone, and bellowing about, you know, yeah. shooting bullets in people's heads <laughs> primal screen therapy yeah, it's, got, it's good for you to get that kind of thing out. it's, it's got to be enjoyable isn't it and and then there's the, and then there's like you say well the, the more like I say when he's singing to that uh, that the bad seed lad yeah who was up yeah. on the stage with him he looked he certainly looked at certain times in that song and certain there was a few other times where he looked like he was very emotional yeah, like, yeah. Uh, uh, and you know finding some of the words even a little bit hard to sing yeah uh, um, and again, that's not something I've it's ever seen Cave, before from Nick Cave. Really, it's, <laughs> yes. it's he's kind of like. You know, and he did say it a couple of times. He said, you know, he, he thanked Manchester. He thanked everyone for coming. Yeah. You know, he's very thankful. And at one point, he said, "Honestly, you have no idea." Well, you know, and he was sixty. A few days exactly. ago, he was yeah. sixty. Yeah. And there's nothing like um, milestones and birthdays to make you start thinking about. Those close to you in the past and the and the present yeah. and the future. Yeah, uh, that's why people always get pissed on New Year's Eve and, and generally <laughs> yeah. have a miserable time because yeah. they're thinking about the future and the past. Yeah. and and you know, doesn't do you good. Sixty, you're you're definitely past halfway. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're in the you're in the home straight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. so it, it, the world looks different at that stage. I yeah, think. well, what what a depressing birthday party <laughs> he must have had. Yeah. You see. Very yeah. good, very good. Well, but, anyway, so I think the the song that you finished with had a line in it that kind of summed up that's the, the punchline. I bit, think so, yeah. You know, yeah. and I think that's that maybe that's why is uh, he playing it last because uh, the song's pushed the sky away, and it, in it he says uh, some people say that it's just rock and roll, but it gets you right down in your soul. It's pushed the sky away. 
was right and I was right The sun, the sun, the sun was rising from the field Some people say it's just rock and roll 